0: Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The height, breadth, and depth of love divine surround us and embrace us in this hour. We lift our voices in the praise of God. In word and music we are touched, illumined, and healed. A Bach cantata and an Advent word meet us today to bring the gospel of grace, to bring the gospel of peace, Music and word in praise are offered for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation in New England on WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We invite your written or emailed responses, your prayerful and material support, your self-selection in forms of ministry and service in our midst and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us comes Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us, and because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Well, beloved, the goodness of Sunday morning in the Advent season is in part in this very moment now in which we are brought up short. We are put on notice again come Sunday. In our worship, we recognize again where we fall short, where we all fall short. Confession truly is good for the soul. Confession is honest, healthy, and so utterly human. So, as the choir sings, may we add our spoken, silent confession to the church's ageless Kyrie eleison. Lord, have mercy. Good news if we confess our sins God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness thanks be
1: a lesson from the prophet Isaiah chapter 35 verses 1 through 10 the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad the desert shall rejoice and blossom He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. He, um, he will come. The, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of the jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the Holy Way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, not shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Please now join with me in reading responsibly verses from the Magnificat with the Antiphon. according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria and for the reading of our gospel lesson.
3: according to St. Matthew, chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to await for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, Those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see, a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: You Gathered community, Dr. Jarrett, good friends all, much of our life is consumed by what can quickly and readily be said or texted. We do need to apply for jobs, pay bills, find information, reply, reply all, and reply all you all, a form of computer speech limited to southern regions. Sometimes, as the sermon three weeks ago addressed, the gospel in which we stand may cause us to stand apart from new and untested forms of communication. Sometimes, as the newspaper reported this week, we are challenged to find our way forward through new and untested forms of internet communication which may bruise, harm, hurt the neighbor. Email in broad use is less than 15 years old. Facebook in broad use is less than five years old. Twitter is a tiny dot, text an infant. But we need not fear the future as long as with honesty on an hourly basis we squarely face that future. Which brings us to the sermon for today, lifted up and out of our Bach experience. In worship and life at Marsh Chapel, we engage all the newest forms of communication. See today our bulletin or website. And we desire to do so with a cloud of witnesses, with the wisdom of the ages, with the faith faith once delivered to the saints, with words and songs and prayers that last through the ages. So the high Gothic nave here is meant to affirm what lasts. The beautiful windows here are meant to enshrine what lasts. The historic enchanting liturgy of the service is meant to spell out week by week what lasts. The deliberate preparation and pacing of the sermon are meant to announce what lasts. We have about 8,000 Sundays in a lifetime, 8,000 moments in word and music to experience divine love. And we dare not waste one or one minute of one in pandering, entertaining, minimizing, or doodling. In this 59 minute, poem of worship each week, the 16 musical moments and the 11 spoken moments are offered in the praise of God. Remember your mortality. Remember your fragility. Remember your imperfection. Remember who you are. And so remember that you are happily a child of the living God. John Wesley, chiseled in stone above our Marsh Chapel portico, taught Greek, evangelized Native Americans, rose daily at 4 a.m. to preach at 6 a.m. and throughout the day, changed the course of British and American history, and founded Methodism, which itself gave birth to Boston University. He claimed to be a man homo unius libri of one book. And for all this, we do rightly honor him. cherish him, we revere him, but truth to tell, it is his brother Charles, the musician, the hymnist, whom we love, especially as we come toward the caroling hour. Martin Luther, enshrined in stained glass near and far, splintered the church on the anvil of truth, recalled us to salvation by faith alone, withstood physical ailments, mental trials, political clashes, and religious hatreds. He founded a movement that became the Lutheran Church and gave us the Protestant principle of the necessary, rigorous self-criticism of all religion. And we honor him, we cherish him, we revere him. But truth to tell, it is his musical great-grandchild, J.S. Bach, whom we love, especially as we ready ourselves just now to hear an Advent cantata. That is, we need both words and music, but music lasts when words sometimes fail. That tune you heard on the radio that took you back 40 years in time. That hymn whose melody was lifted in a high or hard moment, a wedding or funeral. That new experience as Bach is for many young adults and others today, that took you by the hand and led you out into the ineffable, into the serene, the beautiful, the heavenly, the high, the holy. One of you found yourself here on a Saturday in November listening to the Boston University chorus sing Randall Thompson's Frostiana, and you were glad to be in the balcony, alone with your own heavy tears and light heart and soul filled with the radiance of the words made lasting by music. We need both words and music, but the music sometimes finds an opening in the heart, a little crevice into which to maneuver, which would be too small and too angular for the word alone. I come mainly to sing the hymns, One of you might have said that. I think one of you did say that. Our words and music today are folded around several expectant themes. Our readings, Isaiah 35 and Matthew 11, contain themes therein including expectation, prophecy, the coming reign of God, times and seasons, and the emerging recognition of Jesus as the Messiah, all right advent fair. Expectation puts us on his shoulder when experience lays us low. Our undergraduates teach us this, for even when they are brought down by one or another standard young adult trial, and as hard as they fall, they just as strongly get back up, dust off, come to church, and live to write another day. Prophecy has kept the darker ranges of apocalyptic and Gnostic fears at bay, or at least has kept them good company through the Bible itself. Isaiah, week by week, have we listened, has been singing to you a song your mother taught you very well. Where there is hope, there is life. Jesus means more to us now than when we first believed. And in that evolution, we have company in the ancient writings and saints of the primitive church. We are more aware as we grow or grow older that we are in good hands, and so we can risk a bit to bear one another's burdens. So this season of Advent surrounds us with expectation and prophecy and trust. And in a wee moment, we will hear this Advent gospel sung.
4: This morning's cantata, numbered number 62 in the Bach catalog, Nun komm der Heiden Heiland, brings music to these words the dean is talking about. Listen for expectation found in the text of the fifth movement of the cantata. It reads, we honor this glory and approach your manger now and praise with joyful lips what you have prepared for us. The darkness does not confuse us, and we see your eternal light. Expectation. Here, too, is prophecy in the cantata, the pregnant promise foretold of old, which itself, as promise does, holds us up and holds us steady. Here the text of the third movement. The hero out of Judah breaks forth to run his course with joy and to purchase us fallen ones. O brilliant radiance! O wonderful light of blessing! Here, too, is a new wonder, a fuller grace, from him from whom we receive grace upon grace. The words of the cantata's second movement. Marvel, in the cantata, it's bewundert. Marvel, O humanity, at this great mystery. The supreme ruler appears to the world. Here the treasures of heaven are uncovered. Here a divine manna is presented to us. Today, if we listen with care to Bach's musical sermon, our own expectation and prophecy and trust may be further enhanced. In the first movement, listen to the way in which Bach balances the joyful exuberance of the Messiah's coming with the gravity of the great mystery, the Word made flesh. This is the music of the refiner's fire. Written for the first Sunday in Advent in 1724, Bach must have been aware that Luther penned this famous chorale exactly 200 years before, in 1524. We will sing together hymn 214 in just a moment, deepening our morning's connection to Luther, Bach, and the centuries of Advent celebration and observance. The opening movement of the cantata brims with jubilant, if a little anxious, expectation. And from the third measure of the cantata, we hear Luther's famous tune. Moreover, Luther's text is quoted directly in the outer movements and is freely adapted in movements two through five. The cantata is full of happy dissonances, darkness to light in that fifth movement, joyful that same joyful exuberance checked by gravitas in the first, the sweet babe in the manger who will rout the foe and forge a new way. A virgin unspotted, it says in the second movement, die Keuschheit nicht beflecket, without spot. Advent is a season of penitence and preparation, renewal and redemption. And Luther, by way of Bach, seems to say to us, sit up, Christian. The bridegroom is coming. Make your house ready. Prepare a room for him in your heart.
0: And so, beloved, may the rigors of Advent continue to prod and challenge us. May this season unfold with moments in which we are brought up short, put on notice, called to account, and so changed. For you are a people of faith, so that you are also a people of expectation. You do not drop your chin at the first mention of bad news, You do not fold your tents at the first sign of giants in the land. You stand your ground, singing the music of expectation. You are a people of faith, so that you are also a people of prophecy. You do not lie down and weep, only awaiting an unknown and unseen future. You accept the unforeseen as part of the future, and you take up arms against a sea of troubles, hoping to end them. And you let the day's own trouble be sufficient for that day. You live your life singing the music of prophecy. You are a people of faith, so that you are also a people of trust. You know that for anything to get done, trust is the coin of the realm. And you have learned in your experience that the good future requires us not only to work hard, but also to work together. Let us pray. By the grace and movement and presence of your Holy Spirit, dear God, we pray, form us into a community of faith that is expectation, prophecy, and trust. Amen.
5: The star behind the ice Es war gestern, heute für uns im gleichen Kreis. Wir im gleichen Kreis. Heute Stalker, hey, fight you
6: Director of Hospitality here at Marsh Chapel, and I just want to welcome all of you who are present with us in the nave, and also to those who might be listening on the radio. Welcome. Um, I'd hope that you can join me in thanking Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett and the Marsh Chapel Choir and Collegium for their wonderful offering this morning. Thank you, guys. like to direct your attention to the red pads, which can be found on each pew towards the center aisle. If you just take a few moments to fill those out for us, that way we at Marsh Chapel can get to know you better, and so you can also get to know those who are seated by you. Following worship, we'll have our weekly coffee hour downstairs in the marshroom. In addition to the coffee hour, we're gonna have a Families with Children Christmas party. So any families with children are welcome to come down. We're gonna have um, the party's gonna take place in Robinson Chapel. We're gonna have singing and Christmas card making and cookie decorating. So please join us if you're able. Next Sunday during worship, during our 11 o'clock interdenominational service, we will have our annual service of Lessons and Carols. So if you missed the service on December 3rd, please join us for that one. Um, Following the Lessons and Carols service, Dean Hill will be opening his his home at 96 Bay State Road. Um, All are welcome for that open house. For more information about our services and programming, please visit the chapel website, which can be found at www.bu.edu chapel, where there's also the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
0: For the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us, we give thee thanks and praise. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask. Amen. Lord Jesus we ask thee to stay close by us forever and love us we pray bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee there